When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the 25th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, August 19th, and we got a heck of a show for you today. With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon H. Take your stinking paws off me, you dang dirty ape. Yeah. Man, we're going back to the 60s with some Charlton. I think that's your first Charlton Heston quote. <laughs> Man, we got a action-packed show tonight. What do we got on tap, sir? Yes, sir. So we're going to talk about a uh, new Jack Ryan uh, series on uh, Amazon with John Krasinski. We're going to talk some Big Lebowski spinoff news. Uh, got some uh, Star Wars news with the Han Solo movie. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are going to be teaming up again. Some more news on uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax. Let's talk some movies. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. Indeed. But, as always, we got to go over some box office results because that's what we're all about. The movie. The movie. Sorry, I just turned out my mic there. Um... That's what we're all about. We're going to talk about what came out this this past weekend and how certain movies did at the box office. And we're going to give you the top five. So coming in at number one, and it's for its second week in a row, was Suicide Squad with $43.5 million. We had Sausage Party at number two with $34.2 million in its first week. Number three was Pete's Dragon with $21.5 million, also in its first week. Number four, Jason Bourne with $13.8 million. And then rounding out the top five was Bad Moms with $11.3 million. What stands out to you this week, Brandon? Well, to me, kind of the biggest surprise if I had to pick something was Pete's Dragon, underwhelming at the box office this weekend. I think we both picked that as number two. Absolutely. We thought that was going to, you know, reach more of a, a stride with the children. I mean, like we said, animated movies have been killing at the box office. You know, Sausage Party being rated R, I just didn't think it really stood a chance to compete with right. Pete's Dragon. But obviously, once again, I'm wrong. Wrong on what I think the viewers want to see, but... um. Yeah, but you know, more power to Sausage Party. That uh, that that I've only heard nothing but good things about. It, <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, I've been talking to people at work and just saying how funny it is, and they're saying, "You think the trailers are raunchy? Just wait till you <laughs> wait till you see the movie." So I mean, it's definitely some raunchiness going on in that comedy. But yeah, Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it would be number two. Seeing that it's flip-flopped with Sausage Party at first, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, you, you get it. But then when you see the numbers, $34 million and $21 million, $13 million difference. Like, I yeah. could see if it was a couple million, but $13 million difference. Um, I mean, I guess it's still going in stride with uh, animated movies, you know, doing well in the box office in 2016. Sausage Party isn't your know your typical animated movie. It's obviously not family friendly. Um, but you know, seeing as Pete's Dragon is a family movie, you would think that that would jump ahead, but not so much. Yeah, that was definitely surprising to me. But yeah, Jason Bourne holding on strong there in its third week. Bad Mom still pulling in money, eleven million. Yeah, it is. I know. I, I got to check that out eventually. Um, Twenty million dollar budget. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's that's just domestically. It's made seventy one point three million. That is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, Star Trek. I mean, that's got a little. I mean, you got a. A little disappointing run. I mean, it's only made 130 mo 139 million um, domestically with a 185 million dollar budget. So, what do you what do you think? You think that's going to end the old Star Trek run there? You uh, think they're going to make more? What do you? I mean, I think they are going to make the the next one. 
because uh, they're it's already in talks about the script and things like that. I think they will do that. I mean, because you know you see these franchises, you know, they've had three successful movies. This fourth one, you know, it's it's subpar as of now, but. I think they'll make a next one just to see if they can make some of their money back and then some. And also, again, I, I need to check the worldwide um, box office for that. But you got to think worldwide for Star Trek. So, I mean, yeah, it's under budget for domestic, but you never know, you know, what could happen across the world. True. Um, I'll have to get those stats for you guys. But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it for the box office. As always, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Uh, with uh, what's coming out next week. But we're going to talk some movie news for you folks. Um, that's basically what we are. We're a movie news show. We talk about what's coming out, what's uh, what's happening in certain upcoming movies, and uh, predictions we may have, things like that. So, Brandon, what's our first news story this week? Well, uh, does it have to do with movies? Yes and no. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. actually... Something that's going to be going to Amazon as a TV series, but it involves a giant Hollywood actor. Uh, looks like Mr. John Krasinski. You might know him on The Office. Uh, as we brought up a while ago, one of our podcasts, he was announced as um, taking on the role of Jack Ryan. Okay, for you, for you that don't know, this is going to be the fifth actor to p- portray um, Jack Ryan. You had Alec Baldwin, and he played him in the movie The Hunt for the Red October. Harrison Ford played him twice, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. You have Ben Affleck, who played him in The Sum of All Fears, and then Chris Pine, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. So, Krenzow... I'm going to butcher his name right now. Krenzowski. Krasinski. Krasinski, thank you. <laughs> Krasinski, um, what, what the article pretty much says is, the synopsis of the movie is, as he uncovers a pattern in terrorist communication... That launches him into the center of a dangerous gambit with a new breed of terrorism that threatens destruction on a global scale. And unlike the other movies uh, that had the Jack Ryan storyline, this is not following any of the novels. It's going to use it as source material, but it's going to be their own original stories. So, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's going to be something that can work? Do you like Do you like him as Jack Ryan? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I can see him as it, but... Huge fan of The Office. Obviously, he was in The Office for nine years. It's just hard for me to see him other than Jim Halpert <laughs> um, from that show. So, I mean, the, but that's just me. Um, I hear he... I need to see it still, but I hear he did good in... Uh, 13 Hours. 13 Hours, which, you know, is is kind of similar vibe, you know, action, action type uh, role. Um, I think he can definitely pull it off. It's just me personally. It's hard for me to get past seeing him as a certain character for so many years. Um, but I think this show will do great. I mean, the the Jack Ryan series has done very well, um, minus maybe the Chris Pine one. Um, you know, even even you know Ben Affleck, Har- and obviously Harrison Ford. I mean, you can't can't be i loved those those movies clear and present danger and patriot games those are definitely my favorite jack ryan movies um but yeah i mean as you were saying it's a movie but now it's a tv series but yeah people may forget it was obviously a book beforehand but i'll i'll watch it you know i mean i i'm a fan of john krasinski i like him i just it's hard for me to see him other than jim from the office um what what do you think about him being i mean I guess I look at it this way. You know, he was one of the top picks for Captain America. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. He was like, his name was coming across. In fact, I think I felt like Chris Evans actually stole the role last minute from him. He was right. like the, the number one dude floating around the, uh, the Captain America movie, which it would be so weird to see him as Captain America now after I've seen Chris Evans. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just from what I heard about uh, 13 Hours, uh, he did an amazing job on that. And like I said... Alec Baldwin, to me, action star, no. Yeah, not so much. Harrison Ford, yeah, definitely all day. Um, Ben Affleck, yeah, I see it. And Chris Pine, yeah. So, I mean, I just feel like he fits in with this group. I I think he'll bring his own flavor to it. I'm glad they're not following a particular book, and they're going to do their own thing, so that's going to be a big help. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty stoked. I would watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That just gives me on... 
a thought of can't believe how many franchises Harrison Ford has been a part of. You got this Jack Ryan franchise, and obviously Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Blade Runner is having a sequel now, so he's part of a <laughs> big franchise in that. It's just crazy how much stuff he's been a part of. But yeah, we'll we'll let you I'm guys. In the know. man's seventy eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if he's seventy eight. Seventy six. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's in his seventies. I'll say that, which is crazy. I know, is insane. Is he gonna be like walking through everything in Indiana Jones? Probably. Or a body with, double with at least a cane. Um, body double. Probably a body double. Yes, I hope they show you know his butt because then it'll at least be a body double. So there's uh, that. Oh, yeah, okay. I went there. Yeah, I went that's... there. I'd like to see some Harrison Ford butt. <laughs> that but, is but awkward. Not really, you You're know, it's a body just... double. Okay. So mm. I went okay. there. I you went did. there, and I'm not even ashamed. I'm not even you, ashamed. You should be. But you're. By the way, Harrison Ford is 74. 74. He'll be like 78 when the new Indian Jones movie comes out in 2019. Um, well, 77, I guess, technically. But you guys know what I mean. Um, all right, so that's some TV news for you, really. But uh, what uh, what do we got next on the the old agenda? The Big Lebowski. Uh, the Big Lebowski. Spinoff is reportedly already filming with John Turturro. It looks like uh, John Turturro's long-held wish for a Big Lebowski spinoff has come true. It says the actor has been talking about this for years and has a desire to, uh, to see the story of Jesus Quintana continued in some form or another. But the writers of the original Big Lebowski really had nothing to do. They didn't want anything to do with it. So, after all that, it appears Totoro may have simply taken things into his own hands. And it comes out he's actually filming a Big Lebowski spinoff right now. So, I mean, I don't know how much you remember of the Big Lebowski, but... Do you like the character? Is that a character that can hold their own in a, on a spinoff movie? Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, yes, I like the character. Jesus, or Jesus, however you want to pronounce it. I like it. to call it Jesus. Yeah, Jesus works. Jesus works. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of John Turturro. Uh, anything he does, I, I'm entertained by it. And I hear you've been watching The the Night Of, which he's a part of in HBO. He's, I'm, I'm assuming he's pretty good in that. Um, what was that? No, I was, I was sneezing. Trying not to <laughs> make that word face, but it happened, and you caught me, so shame on you for looking at me. Totally. But, uh, but yeah, John Turturro, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I can't, uh, can't say I think his character can pull off a spinoff, is enough to carry off a spinoff. Um, but I, I'm intrigued. I obviously love Big Lebowski, um, love the actor, so when you kind of combine the both, why not? Um, and speaking of which, the, the actor who actually played Lebowski in The Big Lebowski just recently passed away, so may mm. he rest in peace. Um, but yeah, like I said, John Turturro, like what he does, like his work, even as a director, he just directed a movie recently with, uh, uh, Woody Allen, uh, which was okay, I, I, I saw it, I mean, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, fading gigolo is what it was called it, it was okay nothing too spectacular but uh but yeah i mean he's he's has experience in directing has experience in in writing and and obviously acting so we'll we'll see what comes of it any uh additional thoughts on that no i just uh, one more casting news for that movie susan sarandon is tied with the movie as well so that's another decent hollywood actress yes sir Absolutely. Um, so, our next story has to do with uh, a great comedic duo. Man, I tell ya, uh, you, you, you're familiar with Step Brothers, obviously, right? No, nope. no, okay. never seen it. That's too bad. That is too bad. Can you throw another movie at me? Uh, Talladega Nights. Nope, never no? seen that. Okay, all right. Well, you're you're out of luck. Because those two films star Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, he's obviously seen both. Uh, Shake and bake. <laughs> Dear baby Jesus, lying there in your little baby manger. 
please let us have another movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Well, Jesus just answered my prayers because guess what, folks? Looks like these two are teaming up again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my God! I don't know him, guys. If you're listening to this, uh, I don't know this guy. <laughs> Did not tell him to do that. By the way, I've been drinking Mountain Dew all day, coming at you like a spider monkey. That's right. That is right. <laughs> Vanity Fair uh, article. I'm going to quote from that. It says the duo will star in Holmes and Watson, adding yet another entry to Hollywood's illustrious list. Of Sherlock Holmes adaptations, Uh, but don't expect them to slip on monocles and brush up their British accents just yet. The film is inspired by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's tale, but has a comedic PG-13 twist, Deadline reports. Ethan Cohen, who recently directed Farrell's Get Hard, will helm the project. So, and by the way, Farrell will play Holmes and Riley will play Watson, which makes sense. So, Brandon, what are your your thoughts on a uh, comedic uh, Sherlock Holmes? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, no, anytime Will Ferrell and, and Riley get together, man, that's that's magic on the screen. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, there's so many takes on Sherlock Holmes. You have BBC, which is Benedict Cumberbatch. You got Elementary that has... Uh, what's her name? Charlie's Angels girl. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Then you have Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law that have the Sherlock Holmes movie franchise. Right. So it's just, you know, one more thing to add to the block. And it seems like everybody's doing that. And it's just, hey, you know what? We're going to make the same exact movie. No, it's not the same movie. It's going to be comedy. I'm sure we're going to be laughing. It's going to be so stupid funny that I, I'm, I can't wait for it. I wish it was coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I've heard some people talking down about the PG-13 rating, but Anchorman was PG-13. Talladega Nights was PG-13. Lots of Will Ferrell movies have been PG-13, and they've been comedy gold. So I'm not worried about that in the least. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this, seeing them, again, like I said, team up again. uh, Give us that... uh, uh, It's just... Very intriguing to hear Will Ferrell and like a he's going to be smart, but I assume you know he's going to think he's smarter than he is or or something like that. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Yeah, and I was, as I was reading this article over, you know, they weren't going to get originally cast uh, John C. Riley. Do you know who was supposed to be casted? Who? Sasha Baron Cohen. That's who they originally when they interesting bought it. That was for going to be for Ferrell and Sasha. Aaron Cohen, so which would have worked too? I thought yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, would have worked. They, Not the same chemistry. They bring their both of them are two different actors, but. right? But I mean, they had chemistry. Sasha Baron Cohen was in Talladega Nights. Um, they had you know chemistry there, so I, I could have seen that. But I, I can see him actually making a cameo in this or something, um, which would be cool. Maybe he'll be the villain. You mm-hmm. know, never know. The director is the director who made Get Hard, so. That should be interesting. Can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, I am excited. So let's do it. Um, and then what else do we got here? I'm trying to pull up our next news story. Is it uh, Deadpool 2 rumors, I believe? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, man. Oh, uh, boy. So Deadpool uh, 2 has been rumored slash pretty much confirmed since the first Deadpool came out uh, with the uh, after credit scene um, and basically it was confirmed that Cable would be in it obviously who's I don't want to say sidekick of Deadpool but uh, cohort cool. uh, they were <laughs> yes no not sidekicks but very much um, main characters yes. in each other's universe so this this next story, take it with a grain of salt. Definitely a rumor as of now, but uh, there's there's casting news or casting rumors as to who may play Cable and who may play Domino, which you're gonna have to explain who that is in a in a second here. Um, but uh, D- uh, Cable uh, looks like is rumored to be Kyle Chandler. Um, who was in, you know, Friday Night Lights, 
amongst other things. He was in Wolf of Wall Street, you know, the FBI agent in that. And then Domino is rumored to pl- be played by. I just. Uh, can you help me out here? Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis. Thank you very much, uh, Domino. Now, before we get any opinions or anything, who is Domino? Well, first of all, and you just, I just pulled up Cable's biography. Oh, boy. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> well, Domino, we're off the memory as I'm looking this up. Domino is a member of X-Force. Um, she was one of... She was on a team. Cable led a team called X Force. I'll put you that way. Um, she has a prob. What is she? She has a probability of changing luck around. It's it's a weird thing that I'm trying to look up so I can get it right. Right. Um, so you know. <laughs> um. It's like I was saying. Uh, Domino is a mutant with the ability to pretty much. Change the odds in her favor. Um, okay. It's almost, she's almost comparable to, um, what's his name? Well, anyways, long story short, yes. <laughs> she The odds are always in her favor whenever she goes into a situation she, due to her psychic powers. Just to, it, it changes the probability of things to happen. Um, Cable's story is a little bit more easier to explain. He is the daughter of the daughter, the son of Jean Grey and Cyclops. Right. He's their son from the future that travels back in time to change events that affect the future. In a Marvel, the future is not good. The future that they uh, have, uh, all the mutants are dead, and they're fighting Sentinels. So pretty much he gets them back in time to change that, and he just decided to stick around. So those are two very important characters to the Deadpool universe and to the X-Men universe themselves so those are actually two huge roles that they're gonna have to fill and um yeah kyle chandler to me acting chops wise yes look no um I'm, i i don't really know how i feel about it i mean i guess you can always hit the gym but <laughs> yeah because cable's one of the b- biggest and i guess you know we're, we're doing that whole well they don't look like the comic book person but Cable is by far one of the biggest massive people in uh, in the Marvel Universe. He's huge. Right. So, interesting choice. I mean, acting-wise, he'd be able to pull off Cable. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, it seems like such an interesting choice for Cable. Like, it's not what I would guess in a million years for him. Like I said, there were rumors, or not rumors, just people who... You know, wanted him to be played by like Ronald uh, Ron Perlman, you know, guys like that. You know, that's that's kind of who I see as Cable. Not, he's almost too pretty boy. You know, <laughs> did you see the fan? Like I say, like you said though, his acting chops. Yeah, yes. Have you seen the fan interpretation pictures of, of what, what they think people, they would look like the actors? Uh, yeah, I don't like that at all. Not at all. I don't know. I, I'm. If it if it works great, uh, acting wise, like you said, yes, definitely. But if you're going for that that look, I don't even see him as someone that's I don't know threatening at all. I know Cable can you know Cable's good... definitely threatening. Yeah, uh, you need to check out Bloodline on Netflix. He is amazing character in that. Uh, his acting ranges. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, like I said, I'm not worried about his acting at all. But yeah, I mean, if they're going for a certain look, but hey, I mean, maybe it'll just be a different take on Cable that will fit. I, I, I don't know. And then as for Domino, I mean, don't know much about the actress, don't know much much about the character, so I, I don't really have much of an, of an opinion on, opinion on that. Um, it says she's in The Martian. I just I don't remember her in The Martian at all. Mackenzie Davis, do you? Was. Yeah, talking. What the was her character? Um, the article just says she was in the Martian. Let was she see. the one that was like finding out that she's the one that found the actual rover moving? Was that her? Maybe. Yeah, her name was Mindy Park. I think she's the one that found the rover moving. Maybe. Yeah, she's but, actually pretty gorgeous. Yes, but uh, but yeah, that's 
again, don't know, don't know much. And it even says on IMDb that she's already cast as Domino. But I'm not like an IMDb. I, yeah, really, I know. They're IMDb. literally casting people before they get cast. I know. So I mean, that brings me to my next point, real quick. That uh, we were talking about Black Manta, who's going to be the villain of Aquaman uh, that comes out in 2017 or 18. Um, was will be played by. It was rumor that he'll be played by Kenneth. Oh my goodness! I am so sorry, folks. I just had his name a second ago. Do you know his name? No, I do not. The guy from the Wire. Yeah. The guy from the Wire, Kenneth something or other. <laughs> do you have anything to say while I look for this um, filler? Need some. No, filler. I mean I just felt like the Domino thing when you put the Domino thing. Yes. I mean I was like there the Domino so, thing. Damn, damn, damn. Yes, yes, thing. Michael Kenneth Williams. Uh, from like I said, he's been on the Wire. He's been. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, Gone Baby Gone, things like that. Um, people were saying how he would be a good fit for Black Manta, uh, the again, the villain in, in Aquaman. But IMDb already has him as Black Manta in in Aquaman. So, But it hasn't been confirmed or anything like that. So Aqu- uh, IMDb is obviously putting things there before they're confirmed. So we don't know what to trust anymore. Well, good news is... I just upgraded my drill on Clash of Clans. Oh, yeah? Oh, look at you. He's playing games during our podcast, hey. so that's great. Hey. That is just great. You can't <laughs> let your resources go to waste, sir. No, it's true. It is very true. But, uh, all right, so that is that side of things. And then, uh, do you have the next news story, or do I? Well, I can if you want to take it on, if you don't remember. Yeah, go ahead. Take it. Well, I'm surprised he would ever let now, me take the story. I know what it is now, but go I'm ahead. I'm surprised he would ever let me even touch the story. Martin Scorsese. <gasps> the Irishman. <gasps> Target's release date for 2018. We know that we talked about this way back ago. I think Vinny was actually... No, Vinny, it might have been yeah, the show before Vinny. Yeah, no, I think he might have done. Vinny, what's up, dude? Um... You the man. We talked about this. We're going to have him on again soon, by the way, folks. Brandon so, wants to talk. I and do? I keep interrupting Yeah, him. well, I hate your guts, but it's all right. Everybody here knows that listens to podcasts how much I hate you. Well, Deadline's reporting that a movie is being eyed for 2017 production for a late 2018 release date. You know, at one point, the actors attached to the movie were Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and originally Joe, Pache- Joe, Pacheci, Joe Pesci coming out of retirement. <laughs> Well, it looks like the two are still attached to Nero and Al Pacino, with Pesci not being mentioned in this latest article now. So there's a good chance he's going to stay in retirement. Um, Boo. Which I found is pretty cool to hear. They're going to use uh, Benjamin Button effects so they can show the actor's age throughout and be younger and older throughout the movie. Um, the synopsis for um, this movie, The Irishman, I don't know if, if you know what the whole premise was, it was called. It was from a book called "I Heard You Paint Houses," and this is just a little tidbit from it off of Amazon. The first words Jimmy Hoffa ever spoke to Frank the Irishman Sheeran were, "I heard you paint houses." Now, to paint a house is to kill a man. The paint is the blood that splatters on the walls and floors, and the course. So, so when when somebody asked you back in the day, "I heard you paint houses," they're asking if you're a hitman. So. In the course of nearly five years of recorded interviews, Frank Sharon confessed that he handled more than 25 hits for the mob and for his friend Hoffa. Uh, Sharon's background included learning how to kill in the U.S. Army, where he saw an astonishing 411 days of active active combat service in World War II. Uh, When he returned home, he couldn't find work, but he picked up work really quick, obviously using the skills that he learned. Uh, At one point, Attorney Rudy Giuliani named him as one of only two non-Italians on a list of 26 top mob figures. When the hit was put on for him to kill Hoffa, he did the deed, knowing that if he refused, he'd be killed himself. So this is his confession on killing Jimmy Hoffa. So I am. What do you What are you thinking? We've seen Hoffa uh, productions before. Right. You know, we have the one with Jack Nicholson. Yep. Um, I don't even know who was in that movie besides Jack Nicholson. I can't remember, but. Uh, there's always they never found the body. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this out. Um, what do you think? 
Uh, the synopsis is unbelievable. I, I think it's very intriguing. Intriguing is my uh, adjective for the day, I guess. And probably for, for the last, like, 12 podcasts. But, yeah, I, I love this. Um, yeah, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have put out duds uh, in the last, you know, in recent years. Um, but, I don't know, just Scorsese has been consistent. You know his whole career. Uh, yeah, he's put out some some you know not so good good movies, but for the most part they've been consistent. Um, so just pairing him again with uh, El or not El Pacino, Robert De Niro. That alone is just sells me on the movie. But yeah, I mean it, it has a great premise, has a great synopsis that I, I absolutely love so far. Um, would it have been cool for Pesci to have been in it as well? Yes, but again, Robert De Niro and uh, Martin Scorsese alone, their names, I'm sold. This will be the first movie, I think, since Casino uh, that they'll be you doing together. You don't, you're not a Pacino fan? Uh, no, no, absolutely. It's just Scorsese and Robert De Niro obviously have that, yeah. uh, you know, sure. that relationship and the calibration they've had together has just been... Out of the park, but uh, yeah, Al Pacino with Scorsese. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first Al Pacino, first time Al Pacino has worked with Scorsese. Scorsese. So that's cool as well. Um, so I think he can pull great performances out of them both. I just hope they're passionate about this project. I hope they, you know, give it their all, and uh, I hope we're not disappointed. But yeah, I mean, it's in great hands right now. So I'm very excited. I mean, what, uh, yeah, because, I mean, we've seen, like you said, we've seen Jimmy Hoffa movies in the past with uh, Jack Nicholson and others. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, I, I just, I, I really like this concept, like I said. So, you not excited or? No, I, I'm <laughs> just listening to you go. Um, who do you think is playing Jimmy Hoffa? That's a good. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's either Robert De Niro or Pacino. Um, that's a good question. I don't know because I, I. I was more wondering who's going to play the the Irishman. You know who? Um, uh, let's see here, Frank. What's his name? Frank Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Who you know? This is basically what the title is off of. I'm, I'm more wondering who that's going to be. That seems like it might be fall. You know, with De Niro. The only thing that worries about me is them saying the Benjamin Button um, visual effects. Because I think I'm just afraid that'll throw me off a little. Especially if they throw it for a long period of time. Because I could definitely tell when Brad Pitt, even when they showed him as younger, um, you know, I could tell there was just CGI involved. And then even with. Um, it wasn't terrible. Like I, I could get used to it, but when Ant Man, when they showed a young Michael Douglas, you know those effects, like. So you didn't like the young Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers, did you? That that was one of my uh, least favorite parts of Civil War, just because I, I don't know, it just distracted me. You know, I. I don't know if it's on if it's, if it'll be on screen a longer period of time if I'll get used to it, but I don't know. It, it just distracts me because I know how they look now and I know that it's CGI being used. But I I hope the technology is getting better and better. Um, if they if Scorsese is doing something like this, who doesn't typically use CGI, then then yeah, I I I trust it. But uh, I mean, so I mean, it didn't throw you off at all in Civil War, Ant Man at no, all. No, no, you you just totally. I know. I just told you for what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I take it for what it is too. I it's mean, just... that Robert Downey Jr. to me personally looked just like he did when he was younger. I mean, I was yeah. kind of like that's him. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I I always look at the technical aspects of things, so I think it just throws me off a little. But but hey, I, I'm hoping for the best. But I'm so excited for this project. This is. Scorsese's probably my favorite director. Obviously, Robert De Niro is my favorite actor of all time. So, I'm so glad they're pairing up again. But uh, actually, did you even mention that? Uh, I'm sure you did. But it basically, the point of us bringing this up is it officially has looks like it has release a 2018 date. Yeah, release date. But uh, all right, so that is our 
Scorsese news, I guess you could call it. What's next? Uh, my friend. Is it me? Yeah, you and your Star Wars stuff. Oh, it is time for some Star Wars news. That's right. How could I forget? So. PCP, that's uh, how you forget. Got some more. <laughs> Got some more Han Solo spin-off movie news. Um, looks like they're currently casting for, it says, a non-white female lead in the Han Solo movie. Um, obviously, if you, you read the uh, comics, you know that uh, at some point a non-white, I guess she's african-american black whatever you want to call it um she shows up and says she's han solo's wife spoiler alert if you don't want to know about the comics but that's what it seems they're they're casting for in in this new han solo movie um let's see here uh so yeah i mean they're they're casting for a a non-white female lead sounds like it's from the comics what are your thoughts on this I don't even know what I just heard come from your mouth. Really? Was it that bad? Uh, black African lead. You sounded like an old dude who hates black people. That's all right, though. That's all right. Um, I never read the comic, so if it stays in canon, I'm not, I have no problem with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm one of those, you know, I get trying to change stuff and... Let's change this character. Let's make Johnny Storm black. Like I, you know, I'm I'm a fan of keeping it what I read. I understand you're gonna make changes because it's just the way things are. I don't. It doesn't affect me either way. But I'm one of those people. Like if it's original the way it was, it's original the way it was. And I guess you said it's canon that he was possibly married. To yeah. A bla- to a you know black chick. I mean, it is what it is. So yeah. I mean, did they have any actresses rumored that they're looking at, or is there anything like that mentioned, or? No, no, not yet. Uh, I, I, I think it'll be more of a no name. I hope so, at least. Uh, I don't think it'll be a big name actress or anything like that. I mean, as we talked about last week, they're casting for Lando as well, um, which is cool. Which looks like Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah, is the front runner for that. That's he kind of reminds me. He looks like him a lot. Yeah, and could do it. I think. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, to give you a little more context about it being his wife. Um, she kind of just shows up in the comics and says she's his wife, and he keeps telling Leia that it's not his wife. Uh, and this is before him and Leia were together. This is before Empire Strikes Back is when the comics take place. But anyway, she shows up, says it's his wife. He says it's not. That's as far as I got, so I'm not going to give you any more details beyond that because I'm trying to read it for myself, and I don't want any spoilers, so I didn't look into it more. So it looks like the... Spoiler, they have five kids. Go. <laughs> totally. But, uh, but yeah, it's just interesting news just because I, I just love, as you guys know and heard a million times, I love what they're doing with the new canon. They're putting out books that will fall. Anything that happens in the new books, the new comics, things like that will... Ha- happened in the actual universe so if you see a movie now with han solo you know that that actually happened in the in the comics as well it's just really cool to me and brandon's about to say something sarcastic spoiler she's lando's sister that would make sense because you know black uh, african-american um you know uh uh different uh, i'm not even never mind i'm gonna stop talking spoiler Ben, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm just talking. Uh, so let's uh, talk about some more Star Wars news. Uh, not really Star Wars. Yes, it is. I don't know why I But anyways, did you happen to check out the Rogue One trailer, which we talked about last week? Did you? They... I'm going to take another shot. You can you can tell the audience what you want. There, you you suffer the silence. Beep, 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 beep. Are, you know, B eighty eight trying to talk to you, and you're just being rude, Benjamin. How rude can you be? I'm sorry, buddy. He didn't mean that. You mean BB eight eight or BB eight? Not BB eight. Not B eighty eight. He doubled the eights instead of the B. Well, you know what. It's a new version, all right? <laughs> uh, BB-88. Uh, uh, it's the new version. B-88. It's a... Uh, B- oh, Look at you. Uh, BB-88. 
God, I hate you so much. Anyways, let's talk about some more Star Wars news. So you didn't check out the international trailer? I did not check out the international trailer. Anyways, there's some more details that were in it. A couple more shots, a couple more scenes, a couple more sayings. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's character's in it a little more. He says a little more lines. Basically the same lines he said in the teaser trailer. What will you become? Um... Which was cool to hear along with the extended trailer. But the main thing I took out of it was that it kind of mentions how they actually found out about the Death Star. Because you wonder that, like, how did the Rebels even know this Death Star was being built? How did it come about? But it looks like um, they received a transmission from somebody letting them know about this, how this uh, weapons test was imminent. And then uh, the one character, I can't even, I don't even know his name, but he mentions to Jin Erso, who is Felicity Jones' character, that it's it came from your father. So it looks like Erso's father is the one that let the rebels know about, you know, that the Death Star was being built. And her father is obviously being played by Mads Mikkelsen, who is also with Disney with the MCU. He's the villain in Doctor Strange. Um, which we've talked about. Um, but anyways, it, it brings up that that's how they, the Rebels find out. So you, you kind of get more context into how she's involved and why she's taking it more personal uh, than usual because obviously he's involved because he's, he's been described, his character's been described as a scientist and it almost looks like the Empire kind of made him you know, make the technology for the Death Star, but he was able to send a transmission to let the Rebels know that it was being built. So, Brandon, what do you think about that? I'm passionate. I'm sorry. I can tell. I can tell. Um, like I said, I, I, I've always been very high on Rogue One. I told you I feel like I like also enjoy Rogue One more than Star Wars Episode Seven. So I'm just... I, I wish this movie would come out tomorrow. I know. It's one of those things where it needs to come out tomorrow. I hear you. But, I mean, have you ever thought about... Well, not think about, but, I mean, is it intriguing to you that that's why... She, you know, that, that kind of gives her her motivation because her father's kind of involved in the making of the Death Star? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because, really, if there's no character motivation, they have nothing on the line, nothing to risk. It kind of makes for you're going to leave it to the imagination of the viewer to understand why they have that motivation. Um, I mean, I guess you can always have motivation of money, but nothing's going to be more motivating than trying to save your family. I think. Yeah. So I'm sure her dad transmission or something probably yet found out about, it and she's going to try saving him as well as yeah. that's going to be my guess. No, no, I can definitely see that, but Man, I keep, we're almost four months, we're basically four months away from this movie. I just can't believe it. Um, and if Episode Eight was still coming out in May, like it was originally supposed to, instead of December, now it is, we'd be living in a world where in, you know, August, uh, in like eight months, we'd have two Star Wars movies. That's just crazy. I wish it was still coming out in May, but still, we got two more coming out in uh, a year or so. But uh, all right, so that is pretty much it for our, our bigger news stories. I think we're going to go now to uh, our segment called Cutting Room Floor, where Brandon's just going to go over some topics uh, quickly um, and just let us know what uh, what's happening this week in the world of movies. Brandon, what do we got for Cutting Room Floor? <laughs> Yeah. Brandon's falling asleep over here. Uh, what? Uh, let me cue the music. And uh, what do we got for cutting room floor? Turn the bass up. Turn the bass up <laughs> and my headphones. Well, we've already talked about this before, but now it is confirmed. Disney announces Little Mermaid remake live action. Ew. Um. So I'm talking about Jungle Book. Original songs. Dragon. Original songs with a couple of new ones gonna be interesting can't wait you know and they also said that look for live action remix for mulan dumbo pinocchio peter pan the sword and stone night on bald mountain look for that in the future wow 
crazy. Crazy. Can't wait for be- beating the beast. But also, speaking of that real quick, while we're talking about movies and copying, you know there's another Little Mermaid um, movie being filmed. Nothing to do with the Disney one. Right. But they're doing another Little Mermaid movie. Another live one. Just like there's another Jungle Book movie coming up. Right, yeah, too. It's called, uh, the Little Mermaid one's called Splash. N- no. <laughs> stop. Okay. LOL. Next. Clue remake heads to Fox with action adventure twist. Um, the tracking board says today that 20th Century Fox has landed the new Clue movie. And um, it will be a mystery that will take you worldwide. Yes, Thoughts? please. Anything on that? Did you like? Did you ever see the old one? Yeah, yeah. I hope Christopher Lloyd's in this one too. Okay, this really has nothing to do with the news. I found this quite funny though. What Mark Wahlberg does when fans call him Matt Damon? <laughs> During a recent extra interview with Mario Lopez, Mark Wahlberg revealed that fans constantly come up to him on the street and mistake him for Matt Damon. Whenever such an incident occur- occurs, Wahlberg simply shrugs it off and says, "Hey." Go see my movie, Jason Bourne. He also goes on to admit that apparently it isn't one-sided. Mark Wahlberg also revealed that Matt Damon has suffered through similar situations as well, as people have come up to the Oscar winner and praised him for his work in Seth MacFarlane's movie, Ted. Nice. Spoiler alert, that was Mark Wahlberg. That's hilarious. War Dogs. Almost had a different name and two different actors. Interesting. Originally, they were going to go with the name Arms and the Dudes. And they had two completely different actors. You, any quick guesses on who you think? Well, young, young, hip actors in Hollywood. Who do you think? Well, I, I already read the story, so I already know. Okay, never but... mind. Well, you know, boo-hoo-hoo. Jesse Eisenberg and Shia LaBeouf were originally attached to the film role. I don't know I, how that would have I knew out. about Shia LaBeouf. I didn't know about uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Interesting. I mean, I got to see the movie to really determine, but uh, looks like they choose, chose the right actor. With Miles Teller. Well, we have a little DC news, comic book news coming up. Um, Cyborg possibly making an appearance in the Flash movie. Thoughts? Do you like cool. that? Are Make they trying it. to do the, the building the universe? You're going to have characters yeah, hop in, I guess. It makes sense. I mean, it, it, his character makes the most sense to be in the Flash movie. Yes, please. Aquaman screenwriter teases a fun underwater action movie but hold your horses because he goes on to say I can tell you that not all the action takes place underwater some of the most fun action in the movie is actually taking place on dry land hmm. Hmm. he also goes on to say that with the script they know what's happening in Justice League so they can plan their Aquaman movie pre-Justice League totally the Fantastic Four original script sounded so much epic, so much better than the garbage we got. Uh, in addition to Annihilus, which is a major villain, and the Negative Zone, we had Doctor Doom declaring war against the Civil Wars world, world, Mole Man unleashing a 60-foot genetically engineered monster in downtown Manhattan. You also had a Commando Raid on the Baxter Foundation building, and them fighting an army of uh, Doombots. With the post-credit teaser being Galactus and Silver Surfer destroying an entire planet on their oh, way to Earth, yes, how much please. more in movie would that that would have been? So oh, much. anything with Galactus and Silver Surfer, yes, please. These two new stories siding together that has to do with Thor. Well, apparently, the Warriors Three returned for one good fight after all. Two out of the three have been seen on set, and as far as Lady Sif. Uh, Jamie Alexander would not say uh, or not comment on it, but she said that fans should not worry. And the last new story with Thor, Natalie Portman. She confirmed she's not in Thor Ragnark. Ragnark. Ragnark, sorry. <laughs> but she also says she's done with Marvel. So she said, as far as I know, I'm done. Uh, she also went on to say, I don't know if maybe one day they'll ask for an Avengers 7 or whatever. I have no idea. But as far as I know, I'm done. She said she it was a great overall experience for her. Uh, uh, thoughts? Yeah, she's just a B. Whatever. And actually, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Our friends at Collider 
just dropped a major bombshell on a Spider-Man movie. Oh, snap. Did what you we hear got? anything about this? I don't think so. Zendaya, who's been cast in Spider-Man, she's a singer. Right. A little bit of a different descent. She seems to be confirmed to be playing Mary Jane in the movie. What? So, we have another possible race swap of a character, but oh, Zendaya looks like she man. is playing Mary Jane, according to Collider and a couple really? other reports that okay. are popping up on Twitter as we speak right now. Wow. So, look for that to be probably confirmed tomorrow, but yes, my friend Zendaya, we were all wondering what the role she's playing. Looks like Mary Jane. Completely different. Wow. Look for the character. So, Well, let's... A little bit of a grain of salt, though, because that's not. Is it confirmed? It's not Colliders confer- went up, put that out in another uh, decent source. Ugh, I don't know. So I they don't already know have the that. they already have the memes going. That's crazy! Wow. Yeah. So we'll let you guys know if we hear anything else about that. Um, let's do some trivia real quick. We got some time. Let's. Uh, we're gonna actually start keeping track of who wins trivia. Well, I should you be know? up like five. Maybe to- do some tournaments what i should be up like like five to two or something like that no, actually probably just no, straight no. five to two well or... it starts now those are all practice rounds our records start now well, let's th- shout out to the old record five and two on that booty no. I, he's just throwing random numbers out there so we don't know please go back and listen to our old podcasts and uh confirm all right, so what? how this works is me and Brandon both have five cards with three questions each. Uh, when it's, turn, when it's uh, say, Brandon's turn for his question, he'll give me a number one through three, and I will ask him the corresponding question um, and see if he gets it right. So, again, five cards, three questions each, um, and we only get one question per card. So it's going to be five total questions oh for each of us. I know I'm making this more complicated than it is. But, Brandon, let's get this started. It's official now. We're going to start keeping track. You want to go first? No. All right. uh, I'll go first. Uh, Give me question number three. Name the movie in which Warren Betty raps. Dick Tracy? Negative. Bullworth. Holly Berry, wasn't it? Look it up. Totally. Can you talk into the microphone, please? No. Okay. No question. I'll go to... Steve McQueen starred in this 1958 film which stated, It's indescribable. It's indestructible. It's insatiable. Uh, Boy. They did a remake of it. Death Race? The Blob. Oh, okay. Completely different than what I thought. Zero, zero. Uh, Give me number one. What movie involves an ice pick, a novelist, and Catherine Trammell? Uh, I know this, but I don't. Misery. Negative. Basic instinct. Dang. One. Uh, what actress oh boy. appeared in all of the following films? That Thing You Do, Dr. T, and The Women and Empire Records. Liv Taylor. Liv Tyler. Tyler, you know what I meant. I'll Dang it. it to you. It's Steve Tyler's daughter. One nothing. Uh, give me number one. Name the actress who appeared in all the following films, Dr. T and the women. <laughs> the water dance, as good as it gets. Helen Hunt. Let's see. All right, one to one. One to one. All right, one to three. What's your number? I'll take one. What movie involves a bus, a psychopath, and Annie Porter? Speed. Two to one, Brandon. Uh, give me number two. One tagline for this film read: "It was deltas against the rules. The rules lost." Wow. Delta. 
The rules? Rules. Rules. Like rules, house rules. R U L E S? Yes. Animal House? Yeah. Two to two. You know what that was? You're trying to play it no, off? No, I swear. Well, you said rolls first. All right, one through three. What you got? I'll take two. The tagline for this 1994 film stated, You won't know the facts until you've seen the fiction. What? You won't know the facts until you've seen the fiction. God dang. Um... X-Files? No, it was a 1994 film until you've seen the fiction, pulp fiction. Two to two. Uh, give me number three. The title role in The Cable Guy was originally written for which actor? Sean Penn, Chris Farley, or Michael Keaton? Chris Farley. That was so easy. Of course it was Chris Farley. Three to two, me. You need this to tie it, otherwise it's my game. What day we got one through three? I'll go one. Which actress appeared in all of the following films? Sex Lies in Videotape, Saint Elmo's Fire, and The Muse. I gotta be wrong. Demi Moore? No, sir. It was Andy McDowell. Alright, so. <laughs> so let the record show that Ben has won the first official trivia match. It is 1 nothing Ben in Ben and Brennan blockbuster mentality. Trivia. Let the record note, sidebar, that Brandon used to whip that booty. Hey. All the other podcasts, <laughs> look it up. Anyways, whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, it is what it is. So it is one nothing Ben. All right. So, yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys answered. Did you guys answer all of them right? Did you answer... Did you know the ones Ben knew? Did you know the ones Brandon knew? Let us know in on a Twitter. You can follow us at BlockbusterCast. Tweet us. Follow us. Uh, you can uh, email us questions, concerns. I don't know why I said concerns, yeah, but <laughs> questions, topics to discuss. Uh, Man, I just got at, to take uh, Blockbuster. He's distracting me. Our email is bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. He's showing me something on his arm. He's got bit by a mosquito or Zika. something, and he's claiming Zika. It's Zika. What a sissy. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks, you guys, so much for the support. Um, we're going to go over our uh, box office predictions for next week. Um, obviously, this week we have coming out Ben-Hur, Kubo and the Two Strings, and War Dogs. We, uh, I could have saw Ben-Hur... On Tuesday, but like Brandon always says, we're two regular dudes, you know? We got jobs. We got families, you know? So I did not get a chance to see Ben Hur to give you guys a review. But anyways, uh, Brandon, where do you see the box office falling this week? Well, you didn't even tell them what movies were coming out, did you? Yeah, you did. Sorry. What you, you did? <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm worried about Zika. All right. Oh, I my got... God. Uh, what I wrote down for myself was, let me get, uh, I think Suicide Squad hangs on one more week. Yeah. Barely. War Dogs comes in hot at number two. The Old Sausage Party 3. I, uh, I'm trying to toss. I think Pete's Dragon over Kubo. No. Give me Kubo. Then Pete's Dragon. So that's what you're going with, huh? Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm going to go with... Oh, man. This is a toughie. 
All right. I'm going to go with Suicide Squad, number one, number two, War Dogs, number three, Sausage Party, number four, Cubo, number five, you had, what did you have at number five? Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Um, No, I'm going to say Ben-Hur rounds out the top five. So our only difference is Ben-Hur. So number five, let's hope that it's Ben-Hur. Right, folks? Right, folks? Because you, you're fans of, of me. Yeah, if you're fans of a sexist, sometimes <laughs> Shut borderline up. racist, yeah, then mm, you are a fan sexist. of that. Oh, that's the argument. Yep, that's See, Karma, look at that. Microphone. microphone just dropped as soon as he started trying to talk. Yeah, that's right. Mic drop. Yo, I just told him, so I dropped the mic. Yeah, boy. All right, Brandon, you got any final uh, thoughts for the folks? Oh, my God. He's staring at me, yeah, and he's making this disgusted. weird. He's making this weird. Disgusted. Oh, we just hit an hour. I was trying to get it under an hour today, and he made it go over an hour, so you have Brandon to blame. Look at this little tattletale. Why did he get it? Tattletale. Any final thoughts? No, just why as you always. Talk nice to as, our listeners. But I do always talk last, you know, I, but I'm watching you try to put this microphone together. Wow. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, as always, for supporting the show. Um, please, if we can ever come on a podcast, we'd love to do that as well. Um, we're going to be bringing a couple of our past favorites back. We're going to have Vinny coming back at some point. Yeah. little gray action. And maybe some new folks. Probably some know. new folks. I know so. Joey's been talking about he, uh I've been trying to get him to come on. He don't even so. listen to the podcast. Joey, uh, if you're jo- listening to the podcast, call right now. Front hand, back hand. Which one do you want, kid? <laughs> so, yeah, Joey, jo- let's, let's see if he comes on. If he's listening to this, I want Joey, if you're listening to this, you better call me by 9 p.m. Friday night. There. I gave him an ultimatum. But, uh, yeah, as Brandon said, thank you guys so much for all the support. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, on my personal podcast, or my personal podcast, my personal Twitter is at bcord at B-S-E-C-O-R-D. What's yours, Brandon? No, you say it. Come on. At BB. I I don't even know. At Big Papa BB Cast. At Big Papa BB Cast. That's right, Mr. Secord. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, is that all you got, Brandon? That's all I got. All right, folks. Thanks again so, so much for listening in. Can't wait to see these movies coming out this weekend. But uh, grab your popcorns. Grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs>